Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty, and Carson Wood. And who else is with us I'm, today? I'm back. You got to be careful. You just peaked right there. I peaked. I peaked. Yeah, yeah you, you, can't, you can't be, you can't be so school. loud. You, you totally peaked in high school. You totally peaked in high school. Well, um, for those that don't recognize that voice. Uh, my name's Sean Smith. <laughs> I am the brother of Justice Smith. I am back after, uh, what, month? Yeah, Since I was on here last time? About a month. Was it even a month? About, yeah, about three weeks ago. About three we weeks ago. We had to talk yeah. about the case of John Jones. I think there was one week out, off without you, and then you were right back on. There were two. No, there were two. Do you no, know? no. There was only one. There was one. He's right. We yeah. had the mummy guard. The mummy guard. And then you had the one last week. Yeah, but he's you, right. Oh, no, <laughs> <it's> true. <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> What's water in the water in Albuquerque, What is guys? in the water in Albuquerque? Make sure you listen. There's a lot of weird stuff happening in Albuquerque. For I am the mayor of Albuquerque. It's a little Simpsons reference for you guys. <laughs> I never really watched Simpsons. Don't tell anybody. Because I'm considered a heretic. People always shun me. Matt Groening is going to find you. Who? Exactly. The creator. Who? The create Matt Groening, the create the the grand creator. Doesn't Mike Judge do that? Doesn't he have a part in it? My name is Judge. Who? What did Mike Judge do? Is it just King not. of the Hill? Because I watched no, Silicon Valley. Judge Jury. No, Judge I'm Jury. Mike Judge. Because I watched Silicon Valley. <laughs> Don't sass me. Let's uh, let's move forward onto something more important. There isn't anything more important. Silicon Valley comes out tomorrow. But you can, oh, yeah, we can move three. on. We can I move on to uh, MMA though. I can stream it now. Um, all right, UFC one ninety seven just occurred. We were just downstairs watching it. We did. Yeah, we yeah, it was good. Um, we, we paid fifty dollars to watch in HD. Dana White, <laughs> and now we're up Zufa. super late. And now we're up super. My wife is asleep. Anyway, one ninety seven. Uh, most impressive fighter. What do you think, Sean? Who's the most impressive fighter from one ninety seven? Demetrius Johnson. And why do you think that is? Because he can't be touched anymore. Even though that I've never really been a huge fan of his. I don't know why. I have no real reason why. Uh, maybe it's because he doesn't seem like he should be a guy that runs through people like he does, but he just, he made Cajudo look like he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> Cajudo. Cajudo doesn't know what he's doing. What about you, Kars? Most uh, impressive. Dominique. Was it Steele? Dominique Steele? The Key and Pill lookalike. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so he actually looks like he might be from one of their episodes of yeah. when they're the sports players coming up with names that fit their their region. He looked comfortable everywhere, and that other guy didn't look like a slouch either. Like he looked pretty good. I was I was really into it. He actually landed less significant strikes. It says and had one takedown as compared. So I mean, one for one, he he looked good. First round, he especially looked good. He looks like he's got to work on his his takedown defense. I believe he spent. A little bit more time, I think, than he wanted on the ground. He was a striker. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think he did the taking down. He had those slams. Oh, that's true. I don't know what that thing's saying because I can't see the screen, but I feel like that's wrong. No, that's UFC.com. I understand what it is. <laughs> and I'm saying it's, it's wrong. Actually ESPN.com. I go through ESPN. <laughs> oh yeah, then no, it, it could potentially be wrong. ESPN. It could also be if it was UFC. And it's by ESPN, the way. so it's just regurgitating. It's just regurgitating what the UFC said, and then we're just regurgitating what ESPN says now. Except for me. I'm, a, I'm my own man. Yeah. <laughs> you are your own man. <laughs> uh, um, and then close second. All right, well. Demetrius. And uh, who did you like? Well, Who's what I was going to say is, why did Dominic still, I guess I was the one that ended up telling you information on him instead of listening to you actually say. He looked real comfortable. I thought he looked comfortable everywhere. Like like I said, he had good slams. I thought his striking looked good, um, but it also looked fluid. I love 
I'd never seen him fight before. I I really liked it. Two things that I really liked about this card: um, Yair Rodriguez with the the oh, win over Touchy good. Feely, mm-hmm. Andre Feely with the uh, the shin. He timed it perfectly. Um, it kind of looked like one of those uh, Michael Bisbing situations where Michael Bisbing was worried about his mouth guard. It looked like Andre Feely was worried about an eye poke. Um, but you have to defend yourself at all times as he continued to, to touch his eye. Um, Yair took that as the opportunity that he needed to just throw a perfectly timed leg kick to the head, and he just pff, took him out. He was done, fell right back, and that was the end of it. He looked really good. His striking looked crisp. Um, all credit to Andre, Andre Feely. He looked really good as well. Um, not quite as on point as Yair, but Yair, a lot of people saw that coming, and um, he wasn't a name I was necessarily familiar with, but I definitely will will remember him. A lot of people want him in the top 10 or the top 15 now, so... Very exciting. And then the biggest thing that I was happy about was actually the... Will you go back down? I got to see this guy's name here. Walter Harris beating Cody East. Um, I kind of wanted Cody East to lose. The uh, looking for a fight candidates aren't doing very well. Randy Brown just lost on the last card. Um, Sage Northcutt has lost. Cody East is now lost. Um, it's the new EA Sports cover. Yeah. But apparently Dana is not picking them very well. Or Wheaties. And most of them are set up against someone that they should beat. Or Wheaties. Who else was on Wheaties? Just one. It was just Anthony. Yeah, I, and I actually think he won immediately after being on that and t- against Benson and then ended up losing. Um, so what do we think about John Jones's performance? <laughs> I think it goes exactly what uh, Carson said last time I was on the show, which was uh, two times ago. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it. Yeah, go back and listen to it. And he uh, he got he he came back in. He was rusty. I don't know if ring rust uh, exists. Dominic Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz. Dominator. <laughs> Dominator. Dominator Cruz. But I think it's exactly what DC didn't want. I think Carson hit the the nail right on the head. That this was the best thing for John Jones, the worst thing for DC, because now John Jones knows that he has a lot more to do before he can get in the ring with DC and feel comfortable to win. A lot of it you could tell was due to OSP not having uh, or kind of gassing out in the championship rounds, but you could just see John Jones gaining confidence the longer that he was in there, just kind of shaking the rust off. Shake it, shake it up. <laughs> but the thing is, is I think he's usually used to doing a line of coke and street racing oh, before, boo. and so he Seriously. couldn't. He couldn't really get it. Yeah, he couldn't really get into the mindset that he that he needed to be in. He had to do it all natural this time. No, he had like Sean just said. I agree. Um, he definitely looked even going into the fourth round. He looked like. He was sure of himself. He knew he was going to fight, but he knew he wasn't where he needed to be. Um, John Jones is probably one of the most insecure, greatest of all times that there is. So it's really interesting to see him criticize himself and his fighting style. When not only did he win, you know, he hasn't been in the ring for a year and he he didn't look bad. Definitely robotic. Um, but you could kind of tell how insecure he was with his fighting style. In two two rounds, the first two rounds, he probably threw single digit punches, but probably like high double double digit kicks. He was just oh, throwing yeah. like, especially those oblique kicks. What do you think of that the calf slicer? Oof. Now that would frustrate me more if I was an MMA fighter than getting kicked in the calf. Yeah, in the quotations. I don't know. What I'm doing quotations, front, but front it, kick straight to the to knee. The knee. Uh, that's uh, that's something that definitely would make me mad, especially if he ends up ending somebody's career or actually hurting somebody's knee. That's something that I would not like to do. But nobody can stop it if you if you hate it so bad, then you need to 
find out how to stop it or do it right back. Somebody needs to start giving John Jones a taste of his own medicine. Because it's technically legal. Yeah, it's technically well, that's, legal. That's the thing is it's like I, I, I like John. I think some of the techniques that he does, we were talking about this, is underhanded. Like, and they're just a little shady. They're not illegal. But like... Eye pokes. Yeah, well, and... Calf, calf slicers. Yeah, and, well, and when he's jumping into that oblique kick, mm. like, you can tell... Like, that's where his insecurity comes through. Like, he's he's not entirely sure he's going to win the fight. And so he's going to make sure, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird fighting style. Like, and I just, I feel like it's not even, this is stupid to say in a fight, like to say what's okay and what's not, but like almost like as honor is to not destroy somebody's career by blowing out a knee. I would hope that you would do it. But I mean, again, it's a fight. So I guess they've set the rules up and he's doing everything inside of it. And he's not necessarily a cheater, but are you guys more confident about the DC Jones fight now? No. Well, I want to go real quick. Carson was saying too. Uh, but if you notice, it did affect, it mentally affects the other fighters when he's doing those type of things because they start concentrating even like exactly like you said, Carson, it's walking the border of being fair or being actually living by the rules. And the fighters change their mentality as he's poking them in the eyes, as he's kicking their knees. Has John Jones ever lived by the rules? No way. <laughs> street racing. I'll bet he street raced all the way to the fight tonight. He did. Uh, but OSP. TMZ's kept having, got it. Yeah. He kept Nuts. having to go from southpaw to, to just a normal yeah. stance because he's so worried it. about that kick coming into yeah. his knee. You can't race on the strip. <laughs> well, it's it's you can drive drunk on the strip. You Jones, Jones, you race anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> For pinks. No, it's and, and it's like the the elbows that cut and stuff. Again, it's all legal. It's just a little underhanded. I would, I, th- I would throw elbows like that. I'm a big proponent of soccer kicks. Sure, like what? Well, which we've which discussed. Is, yeah, which is silly because you're for fighters protection and then want soccer kicks, which would clearly do the most damage. But that's okay. <laughs> um, but no, it's, and it's not even just those. It's I'm like a conundrum. <laughs> it's all of it combined is just it's just a little underhanded, and I and I don't I don't fault him for it, but it's like. The, the jumping oblique kick to the knee, I do. I don't like that at all. Like, that's going to end somebody's career. Well, the technology they have now, like Adrian Peterson, like they did to his knee, they'll probably be fine, but they'll be out for a while. It was really beating his children that ruined his career. Adrian Peterson, that's the whole point. He, his career has not been ruined. I was going to say, <laughs> what's, if ruined careers, he still rushes for over 1,000 yeah. yards, I think, uh, I think Ru- it's ruined. pretty good. He didn't get that uh, that Super Bowl sign bonus. Um, so Dimitri Johnson, obviously you guys mentioned him. Cejudo, what's next for Cejudo? What does he do? Just Olympics are coming up. That's true. (laughs) Is he still under the, can he still compete in the Olympics? No, I mean, I think you can compete in the Olympics as long as you want. He hasn't fought John Dotson yet, correct? No. No. I would like to see him and John Dotson fight. I see it ending very much like DJ's fight did. I don't think Dotson's coming down to 125 unless it's for a, no, I don't think it's happening. So does DJ go up to fight Dominic Cruz, you think? No, no. They're they're talking on Twitter about him staying there and, and fighting for the record, the Anderson Silva uh, most title defense record, and I think he's I think he's pretty close now. I think he's only one or two off. I would like to see him and Cruz fight again. I would love to see that. Two super quick guys. What is the record for the title defenses? I think nine. I think it's nine. John Jones has it, and he was going for the sole record, wasn't it? He got num- he got his ninth one tonight. So he might be. Well, that wasn't a defense, though, right? Um, no, it was not defense. That was his win streak, but he hasn't actually defended his title. He just oh, got no, the title no, tonight. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. So it was the eighth defense. Sorry, I counted his yeah. uh, uh, Dominator Cruz fight. He lost that one, and I saw the belt symbol and uh, got ahead of myself. 
you can't do that. Yeah, can't do it. Can't measure do it. twice, cut once, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're all about I being correct. I just but, measured once and then... St- if there's one thing on this show that we never do, we are never wrong about anything ever. Yeah. Northern funny. and Southern Ireland. Except for last week when we said that uh, somebody, that Anthony Pettis finished who with uh, liver kick? Anthony Pettis finished Donald uh, Joe Lozon. It was a head kick. Donald Cerrone. We said uh, it was Joe Lozon last week. Yeah, it, it was, was actually Donald kick. Cerrone. Yeah, that was a liver kick. Um, last week <laughs> I also said, or not the dos and the dos años. Uh, años. No, Junior dos Santos fight. I called him Junior dos años accidentally. <laughs> and we then we also wrong. we also named our episode the zombie guard or the mummy guard, and we called it the zombie guard on the cast. I'm cool with either. Yeah. I'm cool with Not that it matters. But all of the times that we, we've been wrong. Um, one last one that I think we had need to get into. Anthony Pettis, um, Edson Barbosa. Neither of them looked necessarily crisp. Um, Barbosa obviously landed more punches. That's I why I thought Bar- Barbosa looked crisp. But he didn't, he doesn't, Barbosa didn't look leaps and bounds ahead of where he was before. Well, no, so he's going to walk into that same competition and still no, lose. No, it's a completely different fight. He's going up against a guy that's very flashy and strikes from a bunch of different angles. He's not going to go do a spitting back hill like he does against Terry Adam against a guy like he's he, he looked fine. What if they threw in at the same time? Did you get that knockout video that's famous on YouTube where they knock each other out at the same time? Yeah, it's a or that you see in Bloodsport, Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> no, that actually doesn't happen, but that is a good movie. I do recommend that movie highly. Uh, this is the third loss in a row for Anthony uh-huh. Pettis, and I don't think his angles are there anymore. I don't know if he's mentally checked out or if he realizes a lot of times trying to create those angles and you get caught and it rattles you. But something's going on with Anthony Pettis, and he may be no longer his championship level mentality he's lost his fan not his fan base people still love him but he actually had more people pick against him this fight i think that he ha- than he has in a long period of time mm-hmm. and there's still a lot of people that are like barbosa's hitting miss barbosa barbosa <laughs> barbosa's hitting miss so you know it, it depends on who shows up and it was kind of that on both sides except pettis pettis looked fresher at this one he just wasn't landing as much mm-hmm Barbosa has literally gone win-loss, win-loss, win in his last five fights. So he is literally hit and miss both in the cage and I think, in the fight. I think we actually saw that last time and you were like, oh, it looks like you're right because if he continues to follow that same that same setup. But I mean, if you look at his losses, he lost to Tony Ferguson last. last. And Tony Ferguson is in title contention here very soon or people are throwing his name into title contention. And Michael Johnson was one of them. And Michael Johnson lost to Nate Diaz. I'm telling you, man, that division, if you can string three together, you get a title fight. Barbosa versus like Diaz. If it's available. Barbosa Diaz. The only difference is it's kind of the opposite scenario where it's jam-packed of title contenders in the heavyweights. Ba- is. Are you guys hearing me? Barbosa Diaz is going to happen. Carson will tell you why it's not going to happen. Wait, what's going to happen? <laughs> he keeps saying Barbosa Diaz is not, the next well, fight. I'm not saying a 200. Oh, but he, well, he's not going to have that fight anyways. And we'll get into that too. <laughs> Barbosa we're going to get into that Diaz? right now. Yeah, that's what yeah. he's trying to say. No. Not next, but like... No. Nate Diaz won't take that no, I'm fight. I'm telling you, no. <laughs> Nate Diaz sounds like he's done. Nate Diaz is not done. No, Nate Diaz is... Well, he's going to fight Conor McGregor. But he said it. he didn't want to... F- All right, let's actually get into this. So let's <laughs> get some passion now at yeah. uh, midnight. Well let's let, let's actually lead into this with a little bit of something. So at the last UFC press conference um for the UFC two hundred, everybody was there. Dana White invites out Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz comes out, sits down, 
Um, Dana White says, Nate's going to remain on this card. We're going to find him a new opponent. Well, then they ask Nate Diaz who he is going to fight on the card or who he'd like to fight on the card, and he says he's only going to fight Conor McGregor or he's going to go on vacation. So that's leading up. That's where they're getting at where they are telling me that Nate Diaz will not fight Edson Barbosa. My point is that Edson Barbosa could... Nate could fight Connor and then fight Edson Barbosa. That's what I'm getting at. Oh. However, let's get into Connor. <laughs> let's get into Connor and Diaz. Oh, let's get into all. Of, yeah, so TMI. This is just, yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is just something I was just looking at real quick. That's nothing. I was just looking because obviously everybody, if you listen to the first podcast that I'm on, knows that I'm a Connor Homer big time. That I'm very biased towards Connor McGregor because he's yet. Uh, to show me anything that has would dissuade me from being a huge fan of his. And once you reach that pedestal, it's hard to be knocked off. I think the only one that's been uh, knocked off is uh, uh, the guy in Bloodsport that uh, threw sand in Jean-Claude Van Damme's eyes. That was pretty cheap of yeah, him, but Jean-Claude did just fine. But no, I think it's uh, Conor he McGregor. I think, I think as both sides, if you get... Jumping into the issue, both sides have some points, but I definitely side with Conor McGregor in this. And the more research I've done just into unions and players or fighter associations or just associations in general, the more I realize that UFC is is walking more of a fine line mm-hmm. than people think that they are. Everybody said, uh, like Chalsonen, who is the, the, the watchdog for all things UFC, which I love Chalsonen. I love Chalsonen. Chalsonen's a less talented Conor McGregor. That's the difference. I love Chalsonen, too. Oh, well, well I call him Sonen because we're that close of friends. And <laughs> yeah. he lets me. He said, I'm the only one that can do that. So, but, <laughs> uh, but uh, the UFC is very, very powerful right now. But everybody needs to remember not to compare the UFC to the NFL or to the MLB or the NBA or the MLS, what did I call Let, it? Soccer? MLS, you're fine. Soccer. Yeah. Let's not let's not get into unions yet. We are oh. going to discuss that. Oh, okay. But let's actually talk Connor first. Oh, okay. So I pretty much side with everybody in this but him. It which is weird cuz I like I like, I like what he's doing for possibly fighters getting um more more power. Um he I think you just need to show up to the back. show though. I mean um but then on top of that, like I'm okay with what the UFC is doing too. It, but the what they what they did wrong though is Dana was like, well, it's not fair to everybody else. With the stupidest comment, like obvi- like you didn't he didn't they didn't check with anybody. They didn't check with Nate to see what he was going to do. They didn't check with the other fighters to see what how they felt about it. What he should have said was, is you know what it, to us it's important that Connor's here. We don't care if it's important to the fans. We don't care if it's important to the fighters. We wanted him here and he wasn't. And so we exercised our right that we wanted to maintain control so it's like they handled it a little more stupid than they probably could have but like other than that i think they're completely in the right here my irritation is just exactly what what sean said and what we discussed actually earlier um downstairs was that everyone else has done something anywhere near contrary to the ufc the ufc has used them as a sacrificial lamb like they shouldn't have been doing this anyway, and they are taking a pay cut, or they we're going to make them look bad. Nate Diaz doesn't sell pay per views. Um, Nick Diaz can't just do what he wants. Frankie Edgar, you know, life isn't fair. You know, Frankie Edgar's a great fighter, but 
people want we got to give people the fights they want to see like all of these things that are just completely not fair to all of these excellent fighters and then conor mcgregor's like hey i'm not showing up i'm not going to do anything and he's like me and conor still have a great relationship conor needs to show up to these things but he's not full-on like being like conor is in the wrong and we are putting our foot down and we don't care who you are i mean to a point they are but they're still pussyfooting it and being like well you know, things are still fine with us and Connor. Everything's going to be fine. He's still going to fight with us. Where usually they put their foot down and are like, if he doesn't play by the rules, he's not going to fight here anymore. He can go fight somewhere else. You're going to say something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. He might try. I mean, he's that in love with himself. But no, but I I actually said with Connor, um, and it's interesting, one of the things we brought up was, and I think I'm clever about, I got to quit hitting my headphones here, is the, the UFC Civil War where you've got two sides of this, where you've got a large amount of fighters that are for Connor and a large amount of fighters that are for, you know, the UFC and the, and the company way of, of, lo- of looking at things. Yeah, so I think that it's funny because guys like Chel Sonnen, Sonnen. Sonnen. <laughs> Chel Sonnen. Bad boy. He, he's the first one to come out. Connor, well, not the first one, but he's one who's very outspoken on you gotta how. you got to show up. You've got to show up. You've got to show up. And he, he, uh, he blinked first. Connor blinked first. Or he bet against the wrong person. I dis- And I don't think it's over yet. I disagree with Chell. I think that this just begun. I think this is going to maybe... Maybe it won't happen from this episode. But the fighters are finally starting to see the, the, the UFC's greed. The UFC's greed. And that's what it is to me. The fighters are starting to realize that they really do. At this point, it was the fighters weren't big enough names and they're starting to become bigger than the sport and bigger than the UFC themselves. And I agree that the UFC is saying, Hey, we built this organization. You're only here because of us. I agree. But Hey, isn't that what the English said to the, the colonies and it didn't work out too well for, for the English zing. uh. Tell that to Jamestown. (laughs) Yeah. They had to consume themselves. I mean, in reality, the colonies wouldn't have been built if it wasn't for England, right. And the support of England, but there comes a time when they start taking too much and they're taking from the wrong guy and you throw throw those Reebok uniforms right into the Boston taxation without representation (laughs) you tax them on Reeboks and make them only and you make them lose their sponsors and the colonies begin to get a little bit mad and they're going to kill you Christmas Eve when they cross that river are you threatening Dana is the FBI going to bust in here (laughs) no no unless he unless uh well it's not even Christmas Eve but when that time comes around yeah We'll do, see we have put, do we have to yeah. put blood above our doors yeah. or anything? Cheap <laughs> no. blood or now we good? No, no, we're not going biblical on this one. But <laughs> it'll be biblical. I, I think in this case, what hey, bugs hey, me? Hey, God's recognized as God's. You know, <laughs> God's recognized God's. What bugs? I don't know. It's too late for Justin right now. I don't know what he's saying? God, that's Connor McGregor. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. God's recognized about his homeboy God's. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Cool. Oh, okay, come I got on, guys. Him and Jesus are cool. I got you. But the difference is here is Chow Sonnen, Sonnen. Chelsea was uh was definitely only a promoter. His talent level was good, but it wasn't the level of fights he was getting in. He knew that. He knew that. However, Conor McGregor isn't that person. I think that's what Chelsea Sonnen wants him to be, but he's not that. The UFC wants that type of a person, but he's not. Conor's there for wins, and that's what he put on his Facebook. And I said this before it came out on his Facebook. That he knows that his promotions, his promoting is already done. If you get a fight and you put Connor on there, it's there. What's going to hurt that 
he starts losing his fights. That's mm-hmm. what's going to ruin his promoting, and that's going to hurt the UFC. But the UFC is so greedy that they want to say, you have to be here because everybody has to be here, and this is the UFC, and you do what we have to say is going to cause some eventual issues for the UFC in the future. There's, there, I'm calling it right now, and one day we can come back to this podcast. This is the spark. We, it may not be for years, but this is the spark that's going to change UFC forever because they, they're going to become, there's going to be some rivals that come, not Bellator, I'm not talking about, but I'm talking about some associations, things like that. However, uh, still face fights. What I, yeah, what I wanted to just kind of make a point of is Conor McGregor is not every other fighter. You, I know that you want to be, you want him to conform to what freaking, what's the guy, Cody East, was that his name? You want him to have to go to the press conferences just like Cody East, but he's not that, that's not him. He's, I don't think you're talking about Cody East. What was the guy's name that you were saying you're happy he lost? Oh yeah, I was talking, yeah, that was Cody East. Yeah, but Cody you know, East. But you know why I was happy he lost? Well, no, that my, that's not my point. My point is that <laughs> he's not that guy, right? He's not yeah. some nobody that's just coming in. He is Conor McGregor. You do need to treat him differently. I hate to say it, you don't treat everybody the same. You you have to treat it differently. And when Connor needs to train and when Connor wants to win, you need to. You want to know my favorite part about all of this? What? Connor comes out with a statement on Facebook in the morning on Thursday or Friday, whatever day it was. Not about the money? No. Well, no. They, they, he's done all of these things. It was actually kind of a well, <laughs> well. I like this statement. However, when you come out six hours later with a tweet that says your move, that means the UFC hasn't been in contact with you. That's almost like texting an ex-girlfriend and being like, you did all of these things wrong. You haven't texted me back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so to me, it's like the UFC is sticking to their guns. And they're like, you know what? You had until midnight this night. It's going to be done. Now, they, they, I think they bite the bullet and they lose a bunch of money. And no matter what happens, they don't put them on 200. That's how I feel about it. I think it goes back to the UFC. I don't think is sticking to their guns. It goes right back to your original point that they're treating this differently when they ask about Connor. No, I don't mean. I don't mean that. I mean in this this specific situation, they're going to stick to their guns and not put him on two hundred. Well, they told him if he contacts us by midnight, so they did change. So they removed him from the card, and then they came back and said, "Well, if he contacts us by midnight, then maybe we'll put him back on." And that's when Connor. I mean, you don't have to have direct contact. They were contacting each other through every social. Social media outsource possible. The UFC was in contact with his management, but not Connor himself. Well, they had they had guys, fighters speaking. They had press release. Dana would come out. They were speaking to each other. Our day and age, yeah. you don't need direct contact. I mean, how many uh, ex disgruntled girlfriends and boyfriends do you see do Facebook posts that are <laughs> no names involved in the post, but you vague. know exactly who the post is directed to? They call vague booking and sub and sub tweets. Yeah, so the UFC was definitely going towards Connor and. Connor was is also not backing down. So I and I I again I disagree with Chell. I think this just is really beginning. I think they'll UFC's trying to be really soft with it and they're trying to say, "Hey, he's still our buddy. He's still our friend." But Connor's not saying, "Hey, they're my buddy. They're my friend." And this even if they get back through a contract and Connor starts fighting, this has forever his girl his his girlfriend just cheated on him, right? They might get back together, but there will always be mm-hmm. that issue now of hey, Trust. it happened Trust once, broken. it's going to happen again. Yep. They'll do it to me in a heartbeat. So I think this changes every. John Jones is ready, yep. as I was saying, to to jump ship. Anthony Pettis was talking about how he did the right thing. Roy, Roy McDonald. McDonald was talking about how he did the right thing. There are a Shane lot Carwin of Shane Carwin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
yeah. Dan the B Severin was talking yeah. about how he did the right thing. <laughs> I think he just wants a job. I yeah. think he would do anything yeah, yeah. the UFC said. But there's there are going to be a lot more fighters that will finally start saying, you know what, we're sick of this. We are sick of it. But I think this is just they. It, it had to happen to the right guy at the right time and for the right reason. It couldn't be for a suspension because you were you hit a pregnant woman with your car. It couldn't be because you beat your girlfriend. Yeah. It couldn't be because of any type of power grab because of that. Because the UFC looks right. It has to be for something that seems like both sides have an argument. Because when both sides seem to have an argument, now you realize there's a disconnect between the fighters. And the UFC, and how do you fix it? I love transitioning to uh, go ahead, guys. Well, I was going to just say my my whole thing is is they uh, well one fighters need to stop doing favors for the UFC one hundred percent. Like that way, there's no like the UFC saying oh well or like they're just taking advantage of fighters like Connor taking all these these fights on short notice, which. To his credit, he's doing it for people that are coming to see him, and I really respect that. That's really awesome. Um, but I mean, at the same time, like you've just you've got to show up to the to the presser because that's kind of how he made his names in in kind of selling fights, right? Like, who wanted this fight before it was made? Nobody. Nobody. And who wanted it at one seventy? Yeah. Who wanted it at one seventy? Yeah. Connor. Yeah. And so he he came to the UFC and the UFC bent over backwards for him. They made it happen. They gave it to him at 200. They gave it to him for coming out with the new venue. They made him the headlining fight. They gave it to him at 170. They gave him Nate Diaz. They gave him everything that he wanted. And then he was like, "Well, I've done favors for you." Well, now they've done favors for him. And so now they're like and then he decides that he doesn't want to show up to it to a certain extent. And then all of a sudden we have all these fans like crying about it when in reality nobody wanted this fight anyways. And it's just it's more crying about like you don't get what you wanted and and people are just like jumping all over. And I think it it does like you said it sparks a discussion that we're going to have. And I'm kind of excited about that cuz like I said what I hope is that fighters get more more pull. And uh, they should get paid for promoting, just like they did in boxing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine and, we'll, and we can get in more into that too. They they need to. They should probably get for press releases. But then, I mean, what do you do if they can't show up and there's like something like a, their wife's pregnant or they there's somebody in their family's having tough. Hey, Jose Aldo flew that back the next day. Well, for I'm his, just saying, like, if when they start getting into injuries, then you're going to get a lot of people like. <laughs> and maybe this is a very weird scenario that's not going to happen. But like all at the same time, all well, we're not going to pay you because you didn't promote the fight. Well, I had such and such thing come up, I couldn't, and now the UFC again looks like the bad guy for not paying for the promotion. The interesting thing to me is how many fans there are that hate how the UFC runs things. And then all of a sudden they come out in something like this and they're like, Connor's completely incorrect. Like he's polarizing in one way or the other, which is awesome for the sport and awesome for fighters and awesome for the future. But it's very interesting how many disgruntled people that there are. And I commented on this on, uh, on Twitter. I said, you have a very loved fighter going against a, going against a, Oh, what did I say? Anyway, going against a, uh, it doesn't matter. A likable company, not even likable, a dealt with company and leadership that's unliked. So you have a company that people don't necessarily like that they're already disgruntled with against the fighter that they love. And I think there's more people that are going to go against the UFC just because they don't want them to have as much control as they do than that you're going to see go with Connor just because it's Connor. I agree with that. And I think you, the point is when you're a polarizing person, that means you made it. That means you yeah. made it. If you're loved and hate, you've made it. Kobe Bryant is hate and love at the same time. You made it. 
depending on who you are. Dallas Cowboys, love and hate. What was, it, what was the quote you just told me? Or was it Jay-Z? He says, I'd, oh, rather, I'd rather be, be uh, I'd rather be overpaid than underrated. <laughs> I'd rather be overpaid. Than <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but um, also, Carson, to answer your question, I think that you're right that there has to be, what if you don't show up to promotion? And that comes with, in essence, a collective bargaining type atmosphere. I mean, with a collective bargaining, what you're doing is you're sitting down at the table and you're right now the contracts are a lot more lopsided. That's the problem is UFC controls the contracts. They control what happens. So there's no real give and take. So if you don't show up, who gets in trouble? You do. Right, the fighter does. If you don't do this, who gets in trouble? I mean, there's only one person that can get in trouble in this at this point between this relationship, and that's the fighters, not the UFC. The way that their contracts are set up because they have so much. No, the UFC. Coverage. You don't think the UFC can get in trouble oh, if no. they have a venue that's expecting a fighter to come? If they don't have a network that's expecting a fighter to come, and then they just don't show up. No, the, but the venue takes that money no matter what. Well, but you're again, you're seeing it differently. You're saying the venue takes the money no matter what. We're talking about. I'm talking about fighters here. So you're talking about a third party relationship contract. I'm talking about the contract between the fighters and the UFC. In that contract itself, the UFC controls the power. If you're talking about the UFC and eventually Madison Square Garden, now there's a contract where both sides come in with some form of power. Well, I'm just saying, like... And there are consequences. What I'm saying is, though, like, even right now, if the UFC has an agreement with a f- specific facility, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, yeah, we're going to come, I'm just saying they can get in trouble for having a fighter not show up right now. Uh-uh. Why couldn't they? Because they pay the money. So you Who have... Who pays the money? What are you talking the about? The UFC... They pay the money no matter money what. to the event no whoever matter what. Show, whoever shows up, shows up. So they rent out Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden's paid no matter so what. So I don't think I understand your argument. No, I'm saying, like, for promotion... So if they yeah, like, oh, if, yeah, yeah, if they're yeah. saying okay we're gonna have a, a show on Fox Connor's gonna be here you guys get a live telecast it and that's great that oh Connor's not showing up all of a sudden the UFC's in hot water I'm not saying there I'm just saying that they there is it sounds like the fighters are the only ones losing out here and typically yes if they can pull the numbers that they've promised they can lose sponsorships in this from, specific yeah. scenario I think that they could also get in hot water so they, they also have a leg to stand on there but what you're talking about though is we're bringing more people to the table um, and giving the fighters more checks and balances for the UFC if I'm understanding you correctly yeah so there has to be the fighters have the, the fighters don't have power and a lot of this jumping now in a little bit I mean we've been dancing around it and dancing yeah, we can move inside the, the topic itself but yeah we'll go right into it now the fighters themselves because they're independent contractors and because they rep I mean they all come from their fight camps you had the black zillions you have alpha male you have these small camps and they hate each other they hate the black zillions they hate alpha male they hate everybody that there's there's a lot of it's like the colonies before they started to unify. <laughs> <laughs> got a little history lesson for you all today. This is really bizarre. exactly what it was. This and then is... all of a sudden they come and they get a, a a colony packed and they decide, hey, let's start doing an Articles of Confederation. Uh, the weirdest start. the weirdest part about this is is usually I'm used to people giving public discourses where they use sports analogies, not giving yeah. not giving sports, you know, not giving it's a, a sports, sports analogies. Yeah. Yeah. You're With talking to a, 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 yeah, you're talking to an attorney now, and as an attorney we. We have to research laws, and a lot of times we have to trace all the way back to, to when the these laws begin, and the constant, and everything, especially as a criminal law attorney, goes to the Constitution because it's your sixth, your Sixth Amendment rights, your Fifth Amendment rights, your Fourth Amendment rights. You know, the search and seizure, the confrontation clause, you know, the the right of self incrimination. So I always go back to those type of things, but in reality, they just need to start unifying.
unifying. And because they aren't unified, divide and conquer. The UFC has been dividing and conquering this whole time. They've been able to keep the power in their on their side of the court this whole time. And I think finally fighters have always wanted it, but yet it's the moment you start to rise up, they would push you down, right? And now they're going to have that, the, the, the Boston Tea Party with all the, that was my Irish accent, by the way, for all the Irish listeners. I apologize. Fred. And I give you, yeah, I give you, yeah, I give you permission to punch me right in the stomach if you ever come visit here. He's a police uh, officer. We got an Irish listener named Fred, and he's a cop out there. Yeah, so Fred, you can punch me. I give you permission. In the um, stomach, you said, though, in, Fred. In, yeah. in the stomach, yeah. yeah, not in the face. Got to protect uh, the moneymaker. Below the neck, above the belt, please. Yeah. But that's the problem. And now all of a sudden, I think what it was is there was nobody powerful enough. As soon as they started to, to raise any type of issues, the UFC cut them, or they're so scared to raise issues because they had to eat every day that they wouldn't say a word. Now you have fighters that are bigger, that have, transcend the UFC. In my opinion, Conor McGregor is the first to completely transcend the UFC to not do anything wrong, but in essence is starting to get punished. It is what it is. He's kicked off a card for something that contractually, I agree with you, Carson. Contractually, I'm sure Conor McGregor violated the terms of his contract, right? It sounds like he didn't. It, it sounds no, like did. what happened is they're but like, they, we, we're putting $10 million towards this. We need you to be It there. has to be part of the contract. No, it if is. it wasn't, this would be the first argument I'd raise if I was Conor McGregor. Well, one, not of the, that. one of the questions during the press conference, the guy goes, so does that mean that he's in breach of contract? And Dana essentially said yes. And then he's like, so is it like a punishment going to ensue is what he's implying. And Dana was like, come on. Like we're not gonna punish him for not coming. Like he's already off the card, but like we're not. He's like, not gonna get on, paid. Man. He's not, gonna lose ten million dollars. This no is what. this is our fighter that we want to work with. We're not gonna try to sue him for breach of contract. Shut up. And then that was, I think, the last question from that guy. But which is the first time Dana's ever no I done something like that? Was like, eh, we'll no, ride with it. In support of that and only that, I don't. I've never heard anything of the UFC actually suing a fighter for missing no, weight or PED use or breach of any no, kind of breach no, of contract. I'm talking about Dana being nonchalant with a fighter completely going against a UFC standard. Yeah, he is, no, he that's has. what I mean. He has like when they've pinged for drugs and stuff, and people are like, "You guys need to come down on them harder." And he's like, "I'm not going to take a guy's livelihood, man." Well, yeah, that's for the. Well, that's I mean, for the commission. I mean, well, let's talk. I'm talking about a specific promotion issue when the when the ufc fighters like i'm not going to show up he freaks out if they do something that that makes the ufc lose money where is and it seems like direct rebellion against a ufc power move dana white flips his switch and that's when you see his bostonian come out that's when he swears and calls women girl dogs and that's when he loses it and you see Dana White's colors we haven't seen that for a while for Dana I mean it seems like it was more however the UFC is finally profitable I mean in 2013 when they signed CM Punk at the end of the year they had actually they were losing money and then last year the last well yeah 2015 and 16 they, they actually started to make a whole bunch of money yeah, we'll see him. We'll see see him punk, what, punk in like three years now. You yeah. can't see me. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, but he, I think he had something to say about all this too. I can't remember. He, he, oh, said, no, he said he was going to retire too. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Nate Diaz <laughs> yeah. said he was going to retire as well. There's a lot of people. He actually was. Out. I liked his tweet. Yeah. He actually it was pretty funny. <laughs> you want to know the best part about all this, and then we'll get back to unions. Nate all Diaz. of the no, all of the parody accounts that jumped up, the people thought were the real account. The coach Ed got they me. Were, oh, not coach Ed. <laughs> coach Edmund got me. Yeah, like I, I, that's why I asked you tonight if that was a real account, oh, which so I never funny. responded to, and I almost did a couple of times. Like, shut up, Ed. Nobody likes you. There was MMA. MMA <laughs> Mania actually used a fake Nick Diaz qu- quote that basically said, 
money made something something Connor Diaz Slade. Connor Diaz, Connor McGregor Slade, and it was fake, and they actually took it and used it on the article <laughs> as something that Nate Diaz had actually said. Happens with the New York Times, apparently they're pulling stuff. That's away. a problem it's with social media. Everybody wants to be the first, so oh, you yeah. want to get like right on it as quick as possible. And so parody accounts. So yeah, no, Parody accounts so, are awesome. They're so funny. Coach Edmund. Um, Coach Edmund got me for a couple weeks now. He, yeah, I've almost oh, you tweeted. It was really him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh. That's why I asked you tonight. I've oh. almost tweeted a couple times, being like, "Shut up, Coach Edmund, you idiot." <laughs> so not Coach Edmund, but he's been. Don't you have him. a lawsuit to fight? Shut up, man. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But one of the biggest things that and that I think is awesome. Well, not awesome, but the biggest things about unions and, and getting into this is the fact that these UFC UFC fighters are private contractors. They actually go in, probably have some kind of S corp or whatever, where they can pay themselves or, or run their own business, but they are their own self entities. Um, just like boxing, just like boxing, independent contractors. And so as far as I understand, getting a little bit more into unions, a lot of times, if you organize, you can actually still get certain rights that, that will band all of those fighters together or that organization together, even though you're still a, a group of pi- private contractors that are coming together to write your own set of rules that you can then present to a, a promoter. Yeah, so just to get this out of the way, they can't be a union. So union has different rules. There's two, two types of ways that um, athletes uh, can get together to create power on their side. What is the, t- not not monopoly, but what's the monopsony. UFC? Huh? Monopsony. Yeah, so the UFC is a monopsony, which is, means that they're, they're the only buyers, right? They buy everything. They buy all the fighters. So a union itself, you have to be an employee. You can't be an independent contractor. So if you're an employee, you unionize, and there's a lot of pros and cons to unions. And I'm actually pretty against my 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 own personal philosophy is more or less union and that's going to be where i grew up i'm more conservative with certain things but yeah, you and connor me and connor <laughs> yeah definitely connor i think connor would be more union but, but, well there's some reasons that unions can be bad like hairstylists i hope you don't have any hair hairstylist fans here but i mean they're a union well, we don't now yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're about they to, all went to what's his face they're all with the podcast union <laughs> yeah you might gain them back right here but the, in order to cut hair not saying it's easy thing to do but to cut hair you have to do like thousands of hours of cutting hair and paying thousands of dollars to go to school and that's because of the union they force them and it's a way that they try to control how many employees come in i mean unions can be can be really crippling to the economy if they do it wrong and they a lot of times become crippled. You look back in the history of the of the U.S. and unions, and there's Jimmy Hoffa, who was outrageously corrupt, who was Teamsters. head of the Teamsters, exactly. And he would run them with the tru- the trucking companies, and he was in cahoots with the mob, and they would just take all the money and embezzle all the money that people because you have to pay union fees teachers do the same thing but it's a way of getting more power it's the collective bargaining that that occurs it gives those people the smaller people power to get some say at the table to get a chair at the table now because like you said justin all of the ufc they're all independent contractors they can't unionize so what they would have to do is they'd have to come together and form an association they would have and this is more it would be more by choice. So you can't force people into associations like you can a union, mm-hmm. you just which them. is what I like a lot more than a union because it gives people that maybe don't want to be a part of it. They don't have to be a part of it. How and th- So we were looking at the email that they sent out, the UFC did, uh, the culinary union. 
So they were apparently pitching unions. How does that work then if that's not a thing that you can do? Are they still saying it should be an association? It's just we're talking about vernacular here, and it's just what's understood and like linking words that people know? They would have to change the whole organization of the UFC and become employees. So they'd have to change. That's why I don't think UFC fighters that are intelligent with economics. Conor McGregor, I really do not think you'd want to unionize. So basically you'd have to change the relationship that you have with the UFC, and you'd have to become an employee, which would mean salary. You would no longer be paid per fight. You would just be paid a salary type of a thing. That's just one of the different dynamics. So and like the, NFL players that are paid $24 million a year salary. Yeah, that's why they can unionize. That that's why they have unions. Could, so you'd have to change it. But the problem is with the NFL, they have teams, right? They don't have teams. That's why boxing doesn't have a union because at this point, there's no real logical way of getting uh, creating a union. You can't make employees. It's just it can't what happen. What about weight classes? If it was divided up by weight classes instead of teams, uh, if you just did weight classes and you may all became employees of the UFC, well, I mean, like as far, as far as like how do the teams like factor into it? Oh, they're just because they're so divided. they're independent owners, and then they have an owners union. Oh, you too. wouldn't have independent owners of divisions. That's dumb. Yeah, so that's you'd have to have to have independent. I don't think it's you. I, it, I haven't thought about it enough, Carson, but I don't think it would work. The way you couldn't structure it to mimic or mirror the NFL, it just doesn't work that way. So it's far. So again, it's just it's more. They're just using terms that people know, but it would have to essentially be an association with its current formation. Yeah. Because without employees, you can't unionize. Which I like more, anyways, because it's more. It gives more freedom to everybody. You don't have to. In essence, you're going to eventually feel obligated to join it once it's created and it has some bite to it, and it's not just a bark. So there's a lot of new up and comers that will feel obligated to join. However, like boxing, going back the the, the sport history, like I talk, always talk about history and law. It's a big deal to look back and see history, and you have to find laws when you're making arguments that seem to be new arguments. You have to try to find a situation, a court hearing, a court case is what we call them, that mirrors what you're trying to say the most. And so the closest sport to the UFC is boxing. And back in 1921, they created a UFC type of the, 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 the um, national, or it's the, I got to look at it now and I didn't bring, pull it up, but it's the, the most popular and I should, but this is when we need Europeans WB, on here. WBCA? WBA. WBA. Yeah, the WBA was the first to be created and it was the first organization. And that, in my opinion, they would be like the UFC. They the women be, were the first to do it there? What's that? Nothing. The, oh. the women? The women's Boxing, women's boxing Association. Association. Yeah, yeah, the Women's Boxing Association. I wanted to know more about the BA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Women's Boxing. And then Rocky Marciano won the belt for the women's, and it really created a lot of issues there. <laughs> um, that's why Raging Bull, he, had a, he earned the nickname. <laughs> but then years later, I think it was 68 is what I said earlier, right? They, the second yeah, one was joined. So currently, you have four really large or the four big organizations in boxing, and you – they each have their own belts, their own weight classes, and everything. So the UFC right now, I think, is walking on thin ice. I really do believe it. In that the fighters can get together if they have the right people. That John get Jones. Together, what do you say? Yeah. And they can have a theme song. They can have all of that fun stuff. They can have their mascot, which could be a drunken-looking guy with a black eye that punches women. Uh, yeah. If you want to do the domestic violence side of some of these guys, <laughs> but which would be horrible. Uh, I want to put that out there real quick so you guys don't lose all of your listeners completely. That was a joke. It was no, a bad joke. No women listen to our podcast anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I Everyone else knows that we joke. I would have a whole there. lot of lawsuits against me. Um, <laughs> That's slander. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't even remember. Oh, 
So these fighters get together, they can create their own belts, and they can start competing with the UFC and switch it to the way the boxing is done, which carries its own issues too, but it will definitely hurt the UFC and put power back into, give power to the fighters. So let's get this into hypotheticals. So right now, the best thing that could possibly be happening are the contract the contract negotiations happening with between Bellator, UFC, 1FC, and all of the rest of them that are happening. Because the more organizations you have that have money to be able to pay these fighters, the more likely they they're the more likely fighters are to feel like they actually have an opportunity to go somewhere else. Yeah, that's exactly. That's why the UFC hurries and buys everybody up. That's why John Finch is suing uh, the UFC for being a monopoly, right? And in essence, they are a monopoly. However, John Finch is—they haven't found the right way of going about it. Strike Force was bought up. WEC was bought up. Pride was bought up. They, and then buying. all the uh, actual mixed martial arts promotions that they're also buying up, like the Eddie Bravo Invitational they're having tomorrow. Like they're starting to not only get a over mixed martial arts the sport every mixed martial arts sport as well. They're getting into every one of those. One of the most interesting things after having this conversation that I think um, the UFC didn't buy Strike Force until Bellator started to come in. Mm-hmm. So they actually could go to courts and go to the US government and say, we're not, not a monopoly a- because look, they're over there. Yeah, and then they ended up buying out Strike Force after saying that people could b- fight both in Strike Force and Bellator at that time. So they actually needed... and. Dan actually says this, like, we need those other organizations. Like, those other organizations are great for us to, to find new talent and different things and like to that. to buy later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't think they're going to ever buy we Bellator. We can't take a risk on every fighter. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll buy Bellator once the next one pops up. Yeah, they'll buy yeah. they'll buy it once the if they, especially if the fighters really do decide but to create a to I don't create an so. association. It will change. Everything. No, I, don't, so, I don't Bellator. I don't think. I think there's too many or employees WSOF. right now. Well, no, too many. What's that? Employees. Or, there's too many fighters. Well, and the thing is, is that you buy the, it up and you can. But they're, all the, they're, but they're all the castaways. So you have Tito Ortiz, Rampage Jackson. You're just going to cut them. You're going to buy it. Cut them. You're not going to buy it. I don't think the UFC wants the WWF. Bought the W the WCW, yeah, which had all of the fighters. And remember, they went through and they all cut left. all of the yeah. ones that I mean, they cut every. They, they had cut to go all, to Goldberg T- was TNA gone. with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Just a little Wasn't bit. Wasn't that all fabricated? No, I, they bought it up. There was some legit issues. I was with, yeah. I was not paying attention when it happened. So no, I, I, I do was remember amazed. that actually. So yeah. it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. I mean, the WWF wanted the WWE. What are they now? The WWE. The yeah. WWE. Because the, the World Wildlife Foundation they, wanted they, their WWF. I remember everybody was. Excited because they thought Goldberg was now going to fight Stone Cold Steve Austin, and and they cut Goldberg and said take a hike. And a lot of those guys that that uh, uh, not defunct, yeah. but uh, what's the, the left? Term? The TNA that left, yeah. yeah that that left WWF went to WCW. Were cut as soon as the WWF bought the WCW. So the thing is, is I, I know that's different, but it's not that different either that from the UFC. I mean, there's a lot of WWE fans that are UFC fans also. So I could, anything that's a not threat. if you uh, listen to Shayna Baszler. I don't know. No, I'm no just idea. going, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, anything that's a threat you buy. So if Bellator becomes a legitimate threat, which they are not at this moment, if they became one, they'd buy it. If they never become one, though, they don't care. Okay, so what steps would it take for the UFC fighters to actually start to, to form an association? Well, funny you should ask because I found out today that John Finch, Vanderlei Silva, Silva, uh, a couple of those guys already started one. So they're already trying to start a, a mixed martial arts federation 
association, so a union. And they're trying to mimic a lot of what boxing did. They're trying to get power back into the hands of the fighters. The problem is there's this is it's a two edged sword. So I don't want to sound like I'm promoting either philosophy or either side at this point completely. I do think there has to be a middle Justin, ground. Justin, when did we invite Hillary Clinton on this? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, he, just not, he never said he didn't eat babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not not looking frogs, but <laughs> the problem is is boxing is extremely corrupt. There's no getting around that, and that caused a lot and, of issues. And most and of, the of the unions became very corrupt, and the U.S. government the actually union. had to step in and and give a lot of businesses back power because the unions were taking too much. Or, yeah, the unions were causing a lot of issues with the economy, and you'll get people on here that will disagree with that. But most economists would agree that unions can can hurt more than they help uh anyway but the the biggest problem is is the fighters have almost too much power i mean floyd mayweather how long was he dancing around fighting uh, manny pacquiao because he didn't have to take the fight and they were everybody's trying to throw money at him i'm sure when they finally took the fight i mean mayweather called every shot there was when it when it came to the terms of that fight that's why it fell off the first time right because the promotions couldn't come to the table on who was going to who was going to get more of the cut? Yeah, I that's why they, they're offering Pacquiao like 10, 15, 20% of, and Mayweather was taking the rest, which I get because May, Money Mayweather, he really was a big draw. I don't know why, because when I'd watch his fights, I'd get frustrated that I paid any money to yeah. watch him fight. Fights? Uh, you watched more than the last one? Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, I, I will never I've watch I've seen a couple of Mayweather's match. fights, and they're the same. He's, I mean, he's a talented fighter, but he, he st- he's the St. Pierre of the boxing world where he just does enough to survive and win. Speaking uh, of speaking of unions, one of the good things that we were discussing is most union members cannot actually bet on their own sport, which provides less corruption with actually throwing fights. Yeah, but then again, you'd have to change the structure of the, the UFC. Would, yeah, and that's I mean, there's but the thing is, is anyway, yeah, that's true. But if they if this association, I'm not saying this one either because Connor would have to jump on board with these guys, and I don't know if Connor's going to jump on board unless they've already created a lot of structure. But the the big name fighters have to eventually come he together. Wouldn't, he wouldn't anyway, though. I don't think he would. Look either. at the last tweet that he's put before the like, and that's what we were talking about before. He, he made four hundred million. He, which of you all up there? You're you're going to say you want more equalized pay? Well, of this panel of people, which of them up there brought the company four hundred million dollars in eight months? And none of them can say that. So who does he think that they should have equalized pay with him? No, he doesn't. So no. well, he, fighters association is not equalized pay. That's more union. That'd yeah. be more union based. So, so fighters association is just protecting your rights to promote. It's protecting your rights of training time. So basically, what you'd be getting together, you'd sit down with all the fighters and say, "What is most important to us?" And you'd have to have Connor in a way. Connor would have to, if he was there, would have to say, "Hey, you, no name. I'm Connor McGregor. You're not going to get the same money if you get if you do what I do. You can get the same money. However, there are some things that we agree." Agree on that that we could all agree on. For example, I need to train. You need to train. We all need to train. The UFC can't come in here and tell us that we have to at any drop of the hat show up on their doorstep in New York and do a song and dance for them. We have certain terms of this is when we train. This is when the UFC can't get in our business. Things like that's just one issue. So, going counterpoint with your Connor saying, hey. When was the last time you guys made $400 million in eight months? Um, the interesting thing about that is Connor's very Irish driven 
And a lot of what I've learned talking to our Irish fans about culture is very much taking care of your own and, and giving back to those people that have helped you get to where you're at. And taking everything that he said about um, helping people make more money, I'm now making everyone more money just by being who I am. I think he actually does want all of the UFC fighters to make more money. And I think he looks at his team, especially the Artem Lobovs, who shouldn't be in the UFC, Gunnar Nelson, who absolutely should and should probably be getting paid more money. And I think he wants all of them to make more money. And I think he's willing to do what it takes to at least support his own. Now, the, the organization as a whole, maybe not. But I think that he's a lot more... I think he I think he likes making all of his money. But I honestly think that he has the best interest of not... Especially his fight team, but most of the other fight, Maybe not all of the other fighters, but other fighters in the UFC to make more money. Well, if you look at boxing... The no-namers make more money than the namers. I'm, I just created that term in the UFC. There's more money, and the reason why is the money's going, more money's going to the actual fighter than it is to the promoter. And the UFC is a promoter. That's who they would be. They're the like we are teasing about earlier, and you were right. Don King's the Dana White, but Dana White is a promoter for the UFC. He's not a promoter for the fighters. That's why the UFC makes more money than the fighters because the promoters for them, right? For the for the organization itself. Once you start getting it to where the fighters have some more leverage, and if they were to create more belts and different to to make the promotions bid for them or have their own promoters, that's when more money is funneled to them. So, in reality, it's better for the fighters. They if they want more money, this is they've got to band together a lot more than they are and start saying, "Hey, you need to start fighting to get us." at your venue or on your pay-per-view. And if you want us on it, what are you willing to pay our fighters to get on there? Again, there's going to be corruption issues on that side because if Conor McGregor's the main draw, Conor McGregor can make, uh, and the uh, Fred's going to love it, uh, but maybe other countries won't love it, but he could do it almost on all Irish card. If you want Conor mm-hmm. McGregor, then you're doing an all Irish card. And there are some great Irish fighters, but there's, you know, that may not be a big draw for, for some people. They want to see Conor and that's who they want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and the Brazilians are all kicked out. You know the Brazilians even worse because they'll Jose Aldo might do an all Brazilian card yeah. and they'll all pull out of the fight. The and nobody shows up. The two countries that will do an all blank card are the most nationalistic. It's going to be Ireland and Brazil. Yeah. They love Brazil themselves doesn't have any money to so pay much. their own fighters, which I love the, the Ireland because we've got the Irish Irish heritage. Type, but but it's true. It's true. It, it's just because I'm biased. That's why I'm okay with not okay with it. But I I don't get that bad taste in my mouth when it's the Irish fighters compared to Brazilian. But you're right. There, there's going to be issues. However, the fighters are now learning. They what it comes down to is if they if Connor wants to train and not have to go do a dog and pony show. He's got to unify with other fighters. Can we just agree that it's... We'll go back to the unions. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I meant to talk about this too, but like, it's stupid on both parts that Connor's training this far out and can't be bothered, and that the UFC is promoting it this far out. Like, I understand what they're doing, and I know that they cut their shows back because they're trying to build everything up for this one. But it's like, first off, it's not that big of a landmark as 100 was, like we talked about last week. And then also, you can't be bothered for a couple days. Like, 
Like it, it's it's not it's too far out. One, it shouldn't be promoted. It's a psychological also, thing. It's stupid. Well, you think about it. Why do they all have to go to New York? That's why don't they say go to Madison? Then go, What's that? They're getting Madison Square Garden prepped. They're trying to get that oh. shit be their next big for, show. Well, I mean, but still, go to Iceland then. You'll see if you want Conor McGregor in a commercial, if or if you want to interview him, go to Iceland. If you're going to go to Stockton, they, they very well might have. They, they would have they known should've. beforehand. They, but if they would have known, like yeah. they had this planned millions of dollars set up before, and so. I don't, I don't mean to be a USC apologist because I have no, a lot of good. problems with them. But, like, I mean, I honestly think if months before or, like, when this fight was made, if Connor was going to be like, I want to be in Iceland, they would have maybe done something to get Nick D- or Nate Diaz, excuse me. I've been reading Bleacher Report too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> they might have made, con- like, maybe not everybody else, but Nate Diaz is there so that they can have a commercial like they did with John Jones and get somebody out there to, like, a Dan Hardy to interview him. One you know? of the, yeah. the interesting things was talking once again to the Irish guys, so we know all I could two be wrong. of them. They mentioned that they're going through Stockton, but that Nate Diaz doesn't have to go to Ireland. They would have been there. You think they would have gone through yes, Ireland? Yes, they have. Nate this this tour was. this. T- they I, went there last time with Jose Aldo. They spent more promoting money. Yeah, they put the first time they in fought. Ireland. Yes, they took Jose Aldo to Ireland for promotion. Do you remember when they, uh, Dana was standing in front of everybody in Ireland in, with a Dublin jersey on? Yeah, and he said, "I'm oh, the yeah. king of Ireland. Yeah. I'm the king of this mother yeah, yeah. town." You know, what you're telling me for this fight they yeah. weren't going to do more promotion for it. They absolutely this were going to. Point. This whole tour was to build up Madison. Why do you think they're ending up in New York? Yeah, they started in Vegas. They went to wherever the hell else, and then they're going to Stockton. Did New they? York. Okay. And then they're going to end up in New York. Like the whole thing is actually to start promoting New yeah. York. It's, and of course they were going to be in Ireland. There's, there's no way they wouldn't have. Like they absolutely would have. Maybe not all there. of them. Maybe just, no, Nate. I know. they, they would have brought, yeah. they would have brought Nate and Connor. Um, getting back to unions to finish up. Well, unless you guys, and last thing, uh, I actually have a question. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead. So, a lot of these UFC fi- ex UFC fighters don't start trying to start any kind of association until they're out of the UFC. Is there anything that might be in their contract yeah, that, that might prevent them from from joining an association? I, I there could be, but I don't think I think it's there. Definitely could be for sure. There could be something in there, but I don't think that matters. I think it's well, more I, that they're scared. I, I got one more thing to say too. Um, the email that we saw from 2014 actually goes to counterpoint myself where the UFC is saying, Hey, these people are asking you guys to join their union. Just be aware before you do that. Kind of tells me that they're not contractually obligated not to, um, because the UFC would just say, Hey, you guys can't, you might be seeing these emails. You cannot join this union rather than like trying to persuade them not to. I think it's, it all comes down to them back to, I'm going to hit. The Iceland thing or the uh, Ireland promotion and hitting all the points, it, it comes more down to leveraging power when the contract was made. They're scared. They don't want to unionize because they're scared that there's not enough power. Or they're, I don't want to say, that. yeah, scared. They're worried about they're losing the make, money. They're not going to make twenty five hundred dollars. They're not going to make. You, yeah, they're I not going to make any money. They're. Gonna I think be, you were spot on though. Like where you were when we were watching the fights, where you were, we're starting to see the Fertitta brothers and Dana start to like kind of see what's written and they're getting ready to sell. I think we're going to probably see that. I think it's in five years. I do too. I think it's five, 10 years. It's going to be a powerful fighters association. And what will happen is right now we're saying, well, it's probably in the contract that Connor is supposed to promote, but in Connor's mind, maybe this is, you shouldn't do this pure speculation. But if it was me, if it were me, I'd be saying, yeah, I agree to it. Cause what else am I? 
Yep. I can't agree to anything else than what's on that contract. They have all the power right now. That's part, part of the conversation we had with Jordan off of the podcast. Most of these fighters either are so enthralled with being in the UFC, they'll do whatever it takes, or two, they're, they're scared. It's their livelihood. They just want to sign a contract. They want to be good. And, you know, they go from making a thousand to five thousand dollars. You know, on a local promotion, if they're headlining and they win, to making $2,500 show, $2,500 win, plus, you know, $1,000 for Reebok or whatever it is. And they, they, they make a little bit more, but they actually are now in the UFC. And those, those young, I hate to say dumb, but young dumb fighters need to really realize what the, their future potential is rather than just taking whatever contract they can get to get into the UFC. It, well, and what they need is they need that pioneer to do it, to show them the way. That's every association or union was, was especially associations. If you look back, there's always that guy that comes in and says, no more. Why are we going to do this? And they, they have the courage to step forward because Conor McGregor will take hits. The first to do anything like this is going to take hits. They're yeah. going to lose a lot of money at first. You know, you have to have that. But the thing is, as Connor says in his tweets, my money's been made. Bills, bills are paid. paid. Bills are paid. Games he, been slayed. Those type of games been slayed. Those are the type of comments. If I was a, an attorney that was close to Connor and had his ear, I'd say, that's right. So let's stand pat. Don't blink. Everybody's saying you blink. Chow's being a crony right now and saying, oh, you lost the game. They don't realize this game just began. We're winning. Look what we're saying and look what the UFC's saying. They're saying we're best friends and you're saying, no, the thing's been slayed. We we got this and you need to be confident and you need to go into it. I think this game is just begun. Chow, sorry, man. You, maybe if you hear this one day, I think you're promoting the UFC and you're – you're seeing it wrong, and you're, he's one of the smartest guys to ever fight in the UFC, and he is one of my favorites all time, and I will go down loving this guy, but he's he's wrong here. He's wrong. Have we exhausted unions? Do you have any anything else that you want to say on it? No. Because I just had questions for both of you, because we talked about this yeah. a little bit before, and I was wondering, as far as like promotion goes, are you under the impression that Connor's going to start his own promotion for a fight, like to for fighters? Do we, do we have a time uh, frame? Do you mean like eventually, he retires? Eventually. I, I don't think he'll. So I think Connor's going to start it for himself first. What do you mean? That he's going to be like money, money, money Mayweather. Money Mayweather. I think Connor's going to start it for himself, and because he already has it. The, the The last press release that he had before this fight, when he was going to fight RDA, they went through his promotion to promote it. Yeah. See, I think he's going to start now. His leveraging, management group. He's going to stick no, with that promotion. more now. Yeah. He's going to get them more and more involved. I don't think we're going to see. Dude. We're not going to see anything big yet. So I don't want to. I'm saying this is this is the spark, right? This is the the Boston Tea Party when it occurred. It was a. It wasn't immediately that the revolution revolutionary war began, right? The Boston Tea Party happened. And then there was it was kind of quiet for a little bit, and then it started Everyone to build up again, and then it quiet a bit, and then again, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger until it was an all out mutiny, right from the from the motherland, and it began a war. I mean, even when the war first started, they weren't even calling it a war. So um, it's called McGregor Sports and Entertainment. There you go. So yeah, I think he's going to do it for himself, but then what is going to happen is other fighters are going to leach on. To Conor McGregor, and they're gonna, and he's gonna promote, and they're gonna build, bring fighters under him, like just like Mayweather did, and that's what Don King was. So he, Don King was a promoter, and he got big through Muhammad Ali. We forget Don King was in the game for a long time. Mm-hmm. He first began with Muhammad. Uh, he didn't first begin with Muhammad. 
Muhammad Ali put him on the map. But Muhammad Ali, and then he branched through each fighter and brought them all under his little, you know, his promotion and all the way down to Mike Tyson. And then still after, I think the guy's still promoting. And everybody right? hates him now. Yeah, everybody, because he, he was a crook is why he stole a lot of people's money. Is That was that he killed the guy for crying out loud. Shug Knight. Uh, sounds like Shug Knight. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah exactly. So that's what Dr. Dre had to do, right? He broke off. So if Connor doesn't, if Connor gets corrupt then people will break off but i think he's probably going to start but it won't be big we won't see something big yet we'll just see things like that where he will start involving his own people more and start promoting like mayweather it's going to be five ten years down the road but i think connor's the start of it i do and that, and the thing that i was going to say is because i thought what you were saying is he's going to start his own fighting promotion almost but now it makes more sense what you were saying because like the thing that i i don't know that he can do he's great at promoting himself um, where Chell is more of a politician. Chell's yeah. great at promoting himself and, and then promoting an idea as yeah. well. Where, and that's why he was a politician, right? And I don't, maybe, maybe Connor has that. I don't know. But Connor is very good at, at selling himself. Like you said, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Chell got into so many fights because he could promote himself mm-hmm. even after he lost. He could, he could sell a fight and sell you why he needed to be in that. And Connor could do that too. Connor got this fight. Everybody's excited about the Diaz fight. I just don't know if he could do it at a promotional level for like a fighting, but I see what you're saying out in the context of associations. Like this is, this is money Mayweather. This is me. What do you bring to the table to me? It's not what I bring to your table. Yeah. So I, 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 def, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think almost every good promoter for self has a promoter for organizations. As much as I dislike Don King, if you go back to the old promoting Don King with Muhammad Ali, it was uh, they were magic. They really were magic together. And I, I hate to say it, but go back and listen to those press conferences with Don. Don King would get up and be promoting like, this is the thriller in Manila, right? He's that guy that's doing the thriller in Manila. This is the rumble in the jungle. You've never seen a fight like this. And then Muhammad Ali was staring down, you know, Joe Frazier and saying, he's scared. I'm bad. I'm bad. You know, did his whole, I'm so bad. I make medicine sick. Because he could, I mean, he's the greatest self-promoter of all. I love Muhammad Ali. And I think Conor McGregor has that capability of being the Muhammad Ali. The thing is, is Muhammad Ali would win. And Conor McGregor he realizes lost. that. He lost to Frazier. He lost to Frazier. No, well, he, but, but he was a winner, right? He was a winner. You, I mean, you'll still lose. But Conor McGregor realizes if you want to be able to sit across and, and say to somebody, I know you got him picked. I know you got him picked, but he, he's done already, you know? He's, uh, and do your whole bumble float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and everybody loving you. In order to do that, you got to win. Mm-hmm. And Connor knows you got to win. He can say all he wants and do all the talk, but in the end of the day, he doesn't want to look like Chow. Um, do you guys think, just thinking, I was just thinking about the moves that Diaz was also making at the press conference because he was also He's like, looking to make him the funny thing was is that the, the, the UFC and Connor are on the table playing poker and they thought Nate folded. And was just waiting for the next round, and then Nate's just like, "Nah, I'm still betting." And he just he threw in that little comment that yeah. he was still he was only going to fight Connor, which just makes more money for him. I'm wondering. I would like to see if he now that he kind of has some power. Do if you guys think Nate and Connor are in contact? No, no, I don't. You don't? I don't. I don't. Could be. I bet you they are. I, I, I maybe with with that comment, maybe. Yeah. And but I'm think I'm I wonder. If we could get those two, Nick and Nate, also getting their own promotion going, like 
that might really be the spark. Represent. Well, mm-hmm. or John Jones. I mean, you need somebody. But John Jones is a I little just, bit less. Wait, I'm just saying, like, if we're going to get this next fight, and they're, they're both saying, this is the fight that you're going to need, but you're going to have to go through both of our promotions yeah. now. Yeah. And it might, it. again, I it, agree. Might be, I it, might, it might be too early for that, but if we could get them no. to kind of hold this off for a little bit and then build it up kind of like Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, no, I see. I think you're right. And if we, I mean. I don't think it's too early for that. Nate, I know you're listening. Yes. The hard part about Nick and Nate is they also very much dislike the UFC. They That's do, which thing. is a good thing no, I mean, for what Carson It's saying. a bad thing for the UFC, but it, yeah, it's a great thing for everyone else. I think you're spot on. That's it's just, You know, I never thought of that, Carson, and you're right. This is the perfect scenario of two fighters that couldn't give a rat's ass right now about the UFC and could do it, and the people would jump on board. And they both need that promoter. Uh, if you're also listening, Connor or the Diaz brothers, uh, we're all willing to become the Don King. We won't be crooks, uh, but we're willing to start making it up. Yeah, I, yeah. Stuff I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to be. A yeah, you got a lot. Yeah, you got a lot of religious guys in this room that don't uh, worry about the afterlife too much to be crooks. Um, but uh, God's but we definitely God's. can think of some. We definitely <laughs> can think of some rhymes for you and some names of fights a lot better than the UFC's been doing and promote you. But I think they find that guy. Conor McGregor finds that guy, and it's Mc, not his coach. Make money promotions. Make money. Make money. Oh, make money. Make money. Make money promotion. Make. Mick Money. Oh, Mick Money. gotcha. Yeah, I think something more notorious with his nickname Notorious. notorious. He already, I think he already, he, but he, his promotion is McGregor Sports Entertainment. We got to get something better. Than yeah, that. he'll get something flashier. Well, CSE. And, and it's not necessarily what the, yeah, the name will matter. It's what the guy's saying when he's up mm-hmm. there. So I, I think that could happen. I Carson, more? I, I think it's very interesting that pretty much all three parties, and again, we didn't see Nate's hand, and we everybody thought that he had folded. And then three different entities just turned down their biggest payday ever. And that's, I think, what's honestly going to... Like you said, we'll see who blinks first. I've never seen a three-way staring contest. Yeah. And the, well, see what happens. And the problem is, is the UFC is not stupid either. And no. the, and the And Conor McGregor and the Diaz brothers now have or should have people sitting by their side too saying... This is where we don't blink or this is in this area. We don't blink. Have those lawyers, have those businessmen that are sitting there saying, hey, we could lose here. We could lose here, but do not blink here. And the UFC saying, oh, crap. Oh, crap. We can't blink either. We start letting them promote. That's the end of the UFC. And the and the Fertitas need to have this illusion that they're not losing the UFC because they've got to sell it at top dollar and they're not quite there yet. I feel like we also need to get in contact with John Jones to not be a scab. He's already talking about being on 200. Yeah, mm-hmm. John Jones. That's has what the, they need. They need John, solidarity at this point. John Jones has the power to to to. Inf- if John Jones got on board with Conor McGregor, problem with John Jones is everybody loves him, but yet he did a lot of stupid things. What? So he's not. A, he could be so much more powerful than he is if he wasn't making such bad but decisions. He's in the also past. bitter with the UFC. That, he's bitter. That, that's true. But like the just like the Diaz brothers. Well, the Diaz like brothers. But but the difference is the Diaz brothers have done nothing wrong well recently Nate Diaz has done nothing wrong but lost a fight because of the and he could spin it because of the UFC's power grab I lost a fight because of them and I'm sick of that I don't know it's the UFC I think one like I've been saying for a while we should probably wrap up we we will definitely do that they they uh they promoted 200 too big like it wasn't as much of a landmark as it could have been and now it's going to look like a huge fail if they don't make something happen GSP doesn't show up John Jones doesn't show up Connor doesn't show up Nate doesn't show up they're screwed here's my my question Connor doesn't show up do you boycott and not watch 
No, I'm, I'm, I didn't want that fight in the first place. Well, I'm, okay. You lose, you don't lose us. You'll never lose us. You lose the, the, the casual the fans. fans. You yeah. lose the fair weather. So the guys like us will watch no matter what because we love this sport for what it is. But you're losing money hand over fist if Connor and John Jones and all those guys stop showing up. You'll always keep, but that's the problem. You just said the UFC just started making money. The reason they just started making money is because they're getting the casual fans. Mm-hmm. They will lose all of them and all of those fans and they'll go right back to us well and if ronda rousey doesn't fight you've got an, you've got an issue she's a huge ufc proponent but if she's not gonna fight you don't have her you don't have her in your corner yeah no well great discussion hope all of those listening actually got something out of this um i really enjoy learning about unions if you want to learn a little bit more we actually listen to the stuff you should know podcast yeah on that, a little shout out to stuff you should know yeah. podcast i always listen to them they're my favorite stuff you should know besides one speed mma yes also freakonomics i'm gonna throw a shout yeah. out they don't need and any shout outs the though. poor sport report and the poor sport report and for sort sure. of scale and, yeah <laughs> no, just kidding. and I soon go. and soon then uh mick money the Mick Money, the Mick Money podcast, Mick Money podcast, the Mick Money. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please remember to subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, all of those good things. Follow us on Twitter at One Speed MMA. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Sorry for my bad Irish accent. Release the hounds.